and welcome to Into the Aether. It's a low-key video game podcast. My name is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilker. This is Pokemon Week, basically, because yeah. Stephen is playing Pokemon Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon? Ultra Sun. I really want yes. to get Ultra Moon because it sounds like the edgiest AIM screen name you could get, you know? Like, <laughs> Ultra Moon Archer XX. Yeah, um, it sounds like a Keyblade. It does, which I'm so into. I'm yes. So, I'm so into that. But I got Ultra Sun because it's the one they had. Yes. And I haven't played Sun or Moon before, so I figured, why not start Ultra? Yeah, know? totally. Yeah, I, I get that. That makes sense. So Steven is playing that. I'm playing uh, Let's Go Eevee at the moment. Uh, so we thought we would have like a kind of Pokemon-centric episode because uh, while Steven is exploring the new frontier, I'm exploring the the new old frontier. Yeah, it'll be interesting to talk about Let's Go Pikachu Eevee alongside Ultra Sun because I think, like you just said, one is sort of like a renovated, like nostalgic uh, revisit, mm-hmm. and one is like... One is called Ultra Sun, so it's clearly <laughs> trying to do something a little new. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe uh, could use some different words, but I'm I'm into it. Ultra Sun, I'm into it. Sign me up. Yeah. So yeah, I I also I have intentions to probably eventually get. I'll, I'll probably get Let's Go Pikachu because you got Let's Go Eevee, right? I sure did. Yeah. I would love to talk. I would love to play that alongside you and have like our own adventure. The reason I kind of held off was one because honestly, like I'm on a bit of a budget right now. And yeah. I feel a little overwhelmed with how much I have for the Switch. And two, I, I was kind of like, here, here's my, here's sort of my like broad thoughts on Let's Go Pikachu and because I feel like a lot of people are a little divided on it or maybe not divided, but I just feel like it may be divisive in the sense of it, like having the Pokemon Go mechanics for catching and, and, you know, like it obviously is like a different take on the first game. Yeah. Um, I think everything they're doing with it looks awesome. Like, I think it's. It looks like a really fun game, and I'm excited to eventually try it. Um, the reason I kind of held off, or rather, the reason I opted to pick up Ultra Sun now versus that one is one, I haven't played this generation, and two, I just heard enough like you know there aren't any trainer battles in uh, Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu as as far as I have read. Oh no, there's lots. Oh, there are. Okay, well, yeah, they're all over. I'm wrong about that. But I know that catching Pokemon and leveling them up is like Pokemon Go mechanics where yeah. you're not like kind of grinding necessarily in a traditional sense, but you are catching more of the same type to level up that Pokemon, which is fine. I just think that like that's I, I've learned now kind of like playing this series and talking about it, like what I like from it. Yeah. And I like the sort of thrill of of the catching mechanics in the traditional games where like you have to like hit them just enough to get them to like a certain point of health and then try your best Mm -hmm. where the Pokemon go mechanics are really fun. And I'm sure like just with the visuals of this game, it'd be really like captivating to play. Um, I just was like the experience I'm currently looking for, I thought was probably more possible in ultra sun and moon. Um, but I'm sure I would have a blast with let's go Eevee Pikachu as well. And the idea of like putting Pikachu in sunglasses, I don't know if I can do that. I just feel like I can, but I want to, (laughs) you sure. Uh, Yeah, you, you can. So I will I will probably buy that game just for that. Yeah. Take pictures and stuff. I think that's an important thing uh, you mentioned, just like that's not what you're looking for in a Pokemon game right now. Like that, that to me, I think, is where the arguments for and against Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee kind of become more rational than some of the stuff that I've seen online, because it's like the game just isn't for everyone. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, there's a I mean, we saw that with the Diablo mobile announcement. I don't know if you followed any of that, like a hubbub a couple weeks ago, but like Blizzard announced a Diablo game for mobile and people basically flipped out. Uh, they were like, oh, what is it? What are you doing to Diablo? And they were like, well, we're also making like a like a like a new Diablo for PC and stuff. And everyone's like, rah, rah, rah. you know, they got angry about it. But like, I feel like the same kind of thing was happening on a smaller level with Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, where it's like, oh, no, you're ruining Pokemon. It's like, well, they announced it at the same time as another mainline Pokemon game for 2019. So like, you're still getting both. This is just like for a different audience yeah, or an audience that wants to try something new. Yeah, that's great. I mean, honestly, like, <clears throat> so a lot of my friends who have it, who have been really enjoying it have been both longtime fans of the series that, you know, like, yeah, enjoy that kind of. <laughs> I don't want to say hardcore because like that's just not Pokemon in any stretch. And that's kind of the irony of the people like saying, oh, you made it for kids. It's like, dude, this whole series is for kids. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's for everyone. Like it's it's a universal series, but like 
it has always been marketed towards a younger audience, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And like to make a game that is kind of more accessible for either I feel like and this is solely based on just what I've read of reviews and, and what I've seen. I feel like Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee looks like it's a great game for someone who maybe has been away from the series for a while that maybe mm. grew up with it but hasn't played in a long time yeah and might be overwhelmed playing a game like ultra sun where it's like here's your z move here's 600 new pokemon <laughs> uh, you yeah. know you might want to just restart with the original region the ones the pokemon that you know yeah or it's great for just like families i mean like i can't imagine like I feel like the phrase kids will love it has become like one of complacency, like, eh, they'll like it, which, mm-hmm. but I honestly feel like in this case, kids will love this. And that's amazing. Like, yeah, totally. I can't imagine how excited I would be, you know, I mean, I'm still excited for it. Like, I, even though I didn't buy it right away, like, I'm still excited to eventually play it. Right. But I think that's a great point is like, you just have to recognize that not every single game that comes out is for you. Yeah. There are so many games and they're not all <laughs> for you. Right. Uh, if they were, it wouldn't be an industry. It would just be like a conveyor belt for you, the king of, of content. <laughs> <laughs> Everything must be approved by you. Uh, you know, I'm saying you as like a general sense of like one who is like, like there's a difference between being disappointed with where a series is going and being like actively angry that someone made something that doesn't mesh with your like right. taste. Yeah. Like who gives a shit? Like, and that, the thing is, it's like, <laughs> Like you said, they're releasing a new game that's probably going to be like Mega Planet, and it will be the Pokemon <laughs> you're probably looking for. You know? Yeah, I hope it's called Pokemon Mega Planet, Pokemon uh, Uber Galaxy. You know? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what they name it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I think I haven't. Honestly, I haven't. And I, you know, I kind of tailor make my internet experience to avoid this kind of stuff. But I haven't really seen a lot of negative stuff which is good i just know like before it released i saw more i saw more like people on facebook like uh this is so casual it's like ew yeah (laughs) right yuck um that as someone who plays a lot of video games sometimes i want a more casual experience too like if i just played dark souls i would be insane i would go insane yeah like you know yeah totally That's why so, the Switch is so lovely right now, because I have Dark Souls and Let's Go Eevee on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, that all that being said, I want to hear about how your actual tangible experience with it has been so far. And then I'll get into Ultra Sun. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So I picked up Let's Go Eevee specifically because, uh, you know, it, it's a remake of Yellow, basically. But I just like the idea of having Eevee as a starter. I don't know if I'm allowed to evolve it using I don't any think of you can. the elemental stones. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I, j- I just like the idea of Eevee. I think Eevee is a great Pokemon. So I went with that one. Uh, it, it apparently just translates to being red version in terms of the exclusive Pokemon in that one that you can get. Oh, interesting. So like I can't get Growlithe, which is driving me crazy but apparently i can I just transfer can. growlithe from pokemon go which is good i thought growlithe wasn't red i thought it was like sandshrew and like meowth that you couldn't get maybe i i don't know i'll get my prima strategy guide out okay one second. Per- perfect thank you anyway so I, I picked up eevee um and i am at this point i just got to vermilion city i'm two badges in uh, about to fight the third and just overall, I would say that my experience with a Let's Go Eevee is this is the most relaxing version of Pokemon that has ever existed. It That's is, awesome. It is like it is like drifting on a cloud of memories. It is like <laughs> the most beautiful thing. I, I'm having like the best time with it. I, I was iffy about a lot of things. I, I remember talking about this during the E3 episode, just saying like, I will get this game out of curiosity more than excitement. Because right. like the franchise and and the Pokemon company have given me so much over the past yeah. 20 years at this point, they have earned this chance to like make something new. But also simultaneously, all anyone ever wanted was for the Pokemon company to make something new and make a drastic change to the franchise and like move it forward instead of like you get the same game every single time. And like as much as I love that same game every single time, just like George Clooney wins an Oscar for being himself in every movie, I did want something new eventually. And that is what this is. This, to me, feels more like the future of Pokemon than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a stripped down version of Pokemon, a a kind of like break it down to the core functionality. And like, that's what we're going to give you. And like the Pokemon Go stuff being in there just felt like casual. And I don't use that word in a negative way. I actually very into casual games, Um, but it felt like a, a casual version of Pokemon, which is kind of 
what I was hoping for. What I'm finding is that adding those Pokemon Go mechanics, removing random battles, things like that, has actually made the game more accessible and more fun for me. The thing that I didn't realize until I started playing this was the anxiety of, oh God, I have to walk through some tall grass right now, is a thing that I've always felt but never really addressed. And I know it's like a weird way to, to <laughs> talk about it, uh, you know, when playing Pokemon, which is like a kid's game, basically. But like, there was always an anxiety of like, oh God, I just want to get through this patch of grass so I can get to this next thing. Sure. Or like a cave. Right. Full of, full of Zubats. Full no of matter Zubats. where on the earth you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Woo Bats. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Why? Why Woo Bat? <laughs> Just... He's like one of my favorites. It's so good. <laughs> it's the, he's the Bidoof of, of bats. Someone was like a Game Freak. They're like, oh shit, we're one Pokemon short. Whatever. This. <laughs> he's a Zubat with a heart for a face. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so something about adding the Pokemon to the overworld so you can see them and avoid I them if that. you want to. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, so they're just like kind of running around in the tall grass and sometimes out of the tall grass. And you can just walk around them if you don't feel like going into a battle with I them. I think that's the way to do, because they do that in Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross famously. Yes. Um, I, I, if memory serves, that's like one of the first RPGs I played that did that. And honestly, like... I'm surprised that hasn't become the standard. It is so much more immersive. And like, you know, like you said, if you don't want to fight, you can avoid them. And if you are looking to fight, you know, and you could still have like rare enemies pop up. Yeah. Like the excitement of maybe seeing like a rare Pokemon pop out of the grass and then jump back in, you know, that's yeah. pretty cool. So like right now I'm, I'm in an area where I continue to see Abra's pop up and I always sprint over to the Abra and then it teleports away as soon as I get yeah. close to it, um, yeah. which is awesome. That's like a very cool thing. But they also have, um, they also have this thing where there's like either a blue or a red kind of like sphere or halo <clears throat> around the Pokemon if they're bigger or smaller, which is great. Um, so you'll see like, holy shit, that's like a gigantic Geodude just like kind of fucking <laughs> hobbling around. Look at my big rat. Look at this big rat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my favorite moment of the entire game so far is uh, a Pidgey that showed up and it was a small one. And as soon as it popped up, first of all, it was very small on my screen and it like extended its wings. And then in like Windows 95 word art, it just said, it's tiny with an exclamation point above it as soon as it popped up. Oh, God, it was so cute. It was adorable. I'm bouncing off that point, I'll get I'll get more into Ultra Sun yeah. later, but. In terms of Pokemon size, I really like how in Ultra Sun you see the trainer like rooting for the Pokemon behind them. Yes. So you get like a much firmer scale of like how big is this Pokemon relative to like a human. Mm -hmm. I never realized how small Spearow is and how big Smeargle is. <laughs> <laughs> Smeargle is like awkwardly giant. He's yes. Like, he's Smeargle's not huge, like person but he's size. like, yeah. he's at least like five, six and yeah. he's like pretty wide. Right. <laughs> that fucked me up. I was like, why is Smeargle so big? <laughs> yeah. What is essentially a dog that's standing up, you know, a dog like, that can paint. I love him. Uh, he's one of my favorites. Smeargle um, is also one of my favorites. Yeah. He's yeah. just like very like classic Pokemon design. Like, yeah. Let's give an animal a weird hobby. That's it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I also feel like I always do this. Like I imagine like if my friends were Pokemon, who they would be. I feel like on a good day, I'm Smeargle. But most of the time, I'm Psyduck. That's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like give an animal a weird hop I'm sorry <laughs> yo my, here's a rat that's really into Jenga it's called like Mouse Bricker Mouse, mouse Bricker <laughs> that's yeah. an awful name if I was walking in the grass and I saw Mouse Bricker I'd be like I don't even want to look at I don't want to look I don't want to run from this I want to just look at him and make him question his own existence <laughs> here's a whale that really wants to play guitar but can't oh, uh, because of the flippers Wawa whale. <laughs> no, I was trying to think of a Wawa pedal. That I this is the this is nothing. Let's move on. <laughs> Onward. Yeah. Anyway, so this idea of you can avoid them if you want to, but also like if something rare does pop up, you can just like sprint your way over to it. Um, yeah, is really lovely. And then also on top of that, the fact that they aren't actual battles and they're just the Pokemon Go thing, I find really really nice. Uh, because it just makes these things go very, very quickly. So, like, there is grinding in this game, 
that that was one thing like i kept seeing people online just saying like oh i'm gonna miss like the grinding of like battles to level up and stuff like you level up all your pokemon it has like the experience share like whether you want it uh, or not where when you catch a pokemon it levels up all your pokemon like it gives you that's good experience for everything which is nice so it's not like pokemon go where it's like okay i have to get a bunch of pidgeys so i can level up my pidgey it's like anything you catch applies to everything which is good that's good but what that also means is that these things go very, very quickly. So if you do need to grind in that way, it's just like, OK, let me just run to the tall grass and continue to just catch shit over and over and over again. And on top of that, you are also incentivized to continue catching things over and over and over again, because then you can send all of your excess Pokemon, like all the extras. So like I had I, I think I caught like 27 Pidgeys in a row and then I sent them all to Professor Oak and Professor Oak sends you back like he pays you for them. He pays you in different candies that you can feed to your Pokemon which will apply to different stats. So like there's one that will just make the attack stat of your Pokemon higher. Um, I just got a beautiful, I'm sorry to cut you off. I got a beautiful visual of you releasing 27 Pidgeys. Do you ever see- uh, <laughs> In slow motion. <laughs> do you ever watch FLCL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the shot of uh, the robot angel with all the birds as he's uh-huh. like trying to fly. That's how I, I imagined this. That was me, yeah. Described. That was you. <laughs> I noticed, why is Brendan in the credits of Fully Cooly episode two? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, I'm yeah. so sorry I keep cutting you off. Yeah, uh, no, it's okay. Yeah, so he sends you back these candies. You can use them to bump up your stats, which is interesting. So if you have a Pokemon that doesn't have great stats, you can like bump them up with these candies. Um, so there's kind of like ways around all of the all of the rough edges of the pokemon franchise that have existed mm. in the past which is very cool yeah. um there's stuff like when you go to different gyms uh when you walk in you know the guy that's like champ in the making blah 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 yeah blah, blah. I, my goal is to be as good of a friend as he is <laughs> like yeah yeah you got this try using flying types here okay see you later so that's the thing when you walk in he's like hey i just want to let you know like this is the gym type and i'm not gonna let you in here unless you have a pokemon that's either this level or or this type so he's like show oh, me that you wow. have uh i think he says yeah for brock he's like show me that you have either a grass or a water type with you and i'll let you in here so then you literally have to show him in your party like i have this with me uh and then he'll let you in or i think it uh, for misty it's not it's not type it's level he's like make sure that you have a pokemon that's over level 15 then you have to show him one that's over level 15 mm. um which is kind of cool so they're kind of like sanding off those edges for you know people who maybe like couldn't figure that yeah, out eight year, eight year old steven trying to beat brock with a charmander i did it but boy <laughs> that took like a year i use ember against geo dude for two hours yeah uh, an incredible mm. thing this is completely unrelated but an incredible thing about the gyms is that they have spectators in them so it's like the classic gym design that you remember just kind of you know obviously better visuals than in red right. and blue but along the sides because, you know, those were made for square screens and now it's, you know, 16 by 9 everything. So the rest of that space in those gyms are all bleachers filled with people who just watch your battle happen, which is awesome. It's very cool. That's great. I love that. Yeah. That's really cool. I love that in um, Pokemon Stadium, like the, like, announcer. Yes, yes, yes. Like, yes. Uh, I forgot. He has some great lines in that game. Yeah, so... All of that stuff has basically made this game just like a very relaxing experience on top of it being like the nostalgia trip that we keep seeing uh, sure. in reviews. Uh, Dom Nero, who listens to this podcast. Hi, Dom. Hey, Dom. Wrote an incredible review, I think, for Esquire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, that I really loved that was just talking about. Do you remember playing Pokemon Red and Blue in the back of a car with like the, the worm light that you had to connect to your Game Boy? <laughs> like that's what this game feels like again. Um, yeah. And it super does. It really does. Like I keep having these moments where it's like, oh, God, my heart. It's like over yeah. and over and over again. The first time I saw Gary Oak, I was like, oh, shit, this is ridiculous. Does he have the same theme song? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I actually didn't notice. Um, I, I think I his him. old one is like. So good. I'll have to keep an eye out for that next time. You do have a you do have a rival in this game who is like absurdly nice to you i i was gonna say that later but the rival i've noticed that since silver and gold the rivals have gotten nicer and nicer yeah which is kind of a good message like especially in uh sun and moon your friend how i believe his name is um oh yeah yeah like you beat every time you beat someone in sun and moon they're like what a good battle except for like uh the rising star trainer type he's like oh i guess you're fine um, <laughs> right yeah but like your rival is like a very supportive friend yeah. Which is like a harsh pivot. Do you remember the rival in Silver and Gold? Yeah, he was that, literally the heir he was, to Team Rocket. He was He like, was up to no good. He stole the Pokemon and right. like pushed you if you tried to talk to him. He's yeah. awful. 
Yeah. Um, I kind of miss that melodrama, but you know, it's nice. It's a better message. Cause I feel like it was always kind of weird in the early games where they're like, you won because you love your team. And it's like, do I, I feel like I just like put them through hell <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> against like mean people that wanted them. Yeah. So your rival is absurdly nice and gives you things constantly, um, which is weird. Like I, I keep seeing people on Twitter just like, man, I really wish I didn't name my rival like poop brain because he just keeps <laughs> giving me rare candies every time I beat him. Hey, um, uh, hi, UPS, where's my package? Oh, we withheld it because it's from someone called Poop Brain. And we just, you know, <laughs> we got to check this package before we mail it to you. But yeah, I mean, I, I have nothing but good things to say about this game, really. Like, I, I have enjoyed every single moment of it that I've played so far. Um, and I think, like, I didn't finish Sun and Moon. I got to Elite Four and then I stopped. Like, I am definitely, definitely going to finish this game just because I have to see everything that's happening in it. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, obviously, it goes without saying, like, the game is beautiful. It's the best Pokemon's ever looked. I don't even know. Do you have any questions about it? Like, is there anything you want to know about it? Because I... Is there, like, a photo mode with your companions? No. Oh, my God. What the Missed fuck? Okay, never mind. Zero out of ten. Because <laughs> I've seen a lot of pictures of people, like, with their Eevee or Pikachu, like, posing and stuff. And I'm like, I wonder if there's a... Because they did that, actually, in X and Y. You could always yeah. like stop so you could take pictures and you could like pose with like anyone. Like you yeah. pose with like your like Machamp or your Gyarados mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, maybe there is. I haven't gotten to a place where I can buy new clothes for my Eevee yet. So maybe once that is oh, available, shit. I can start doing I'm that. I'm such a sucker for customization in that yeah. regard. Like yeah. my dude in Sun and Moon looks like like a very seen kid from 2002. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> but they only sell like cargo shorts of fedoras. I'm like, what is this? Like, why, why am I stuck in this hell? Of yeah, fashion? it's very confusing. Yeah, but I worked but, around it. Yeah, I Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee have like totally surprised me because I, like I said, went from, you know, kind of like strange outside of the boundaries curiosity to like fully in on it. And yeah, I would almost be okay with this being the future of the franchise. I mean, it probably won't be what I think would be really, really smart. And we'll see if they end up doing this is if the 2019 Pokemon allows you to choose between both kinds. So like I imagine Mm, they'll keep the Pokemon running around in the overworld thing. Like I could see that being a mainstay but i wonder if they'll allow you to either do the pokemon go mechanics to catch or straight up battles to catch that'd be kind of cool that would be that'd be pretty smart actually i wonder if that would be hard to implement but be cool to see it probably would but i i just keep thinking about um assassin's creed odyssey that allows you to choose like classic assassin's creed where all of the the waypoints are on the map or this like exploration mode where you have to like interrogate people to find out where you're going yeah, I think that that player choice would be probably both really good and a smart business decision, considering how well this game is doing um, and how yeah. many new people are being brought into the Pokemon world because of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely an inviting game, which is cool. Yeah, um, I will. I will pick it up eventually, and I'd love to talk about my experience with it. I just, for whatever reason, went for uh, Ultra Sun this time. No, I think um, honestly, I mean, having if you haven't played that game, it is great. Uh, yeah, I, I and I will love my get time into with that it. game. Yeah, yeah I, have, I have a lot to say about it. Um, yeah. Mostly good. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that sounds great. I think I'll get Let's Go Pikachu, and uh, hopefully we can send each other pictures of our of our cool clothes. Yeah, <laughs> I have been taking a ton of screen because the Switch has a screenshot button. Um, okay, I have so been that's taking, where I'm seeing the pictures. And yeah, stuff. yeah. I've been taking a ton sense. of screenshots of basically everything because I, I think the game is like hilarious on top of being great. Yeah. Oh, one thing I do want to mention. That is both good and bad. So there's a lot of motion control aspect to this game. Mm. So if you're playing on the TV, you have two options. You can either use one Joy-Con or you can use like a special Pokeball shaped controller that they made that apparently isn't very good. So I'm glad I didn't buy it because it's like 50 bucks. Um, Wow. Yeah. So with the Joy-Con, what you have to do, it's, you know, analog stick to move around, A to interact, uh, and then I think it's X to open your menu and B to escape things. But when you're actually like catching Pokemon... Uh, you basically have to aim the controller at the screen and then hit like ready, like I'm ready to throw a Pokeball and that kind of like uh, calibrates the, gotcha, the Joy-Con gotcha. so it knows like what is just flat. So when you go and like do the actual throw mechanic, it knows, you know, direction, like so what direction you're throwing in and how hard and things like that. So it has the Pokemon Go mechanics in that way. When you're playing in handheld mode, which I think is probably the best way to play it, having done both extensively at this point, when you hit get ready, you move the actual switch around 
to to do that motion control stuff and it is actually really fun uh, and then you just press a so it doesn't matter how hard you throw it it'll throw it like exactly as hard <laughs> I was as you so scared need to. you had to like kind of throw your switch forward no that would like, be a nightmare gonna, <laughs> every train just his switches <laughs> yeah but yeah so so you move the actual switch around which i thought i was gonna hate and ended up really enjoying but the ultimate way to play this game uh and shout out to my friend milo if you're listening uh what they told me to do and i love doing now is in handheld mode whenever i go into the capture mode like whenever i'm about to uh, go to catch a pokemon i take a joy con off of the switch in handheld mode and then throw a ball that way for some reason like the actual action of removing a joy con from the switch while i'm in handheld mode and then using the motion controls and then like sliding the the joy con back on when i'm done is like the most satisfying thing because you hear all the clicks you know it's oh man that is like without a doubt the ultimate best way to play pokemon let's go eevee i am over the moon about it 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 is like such an exhilarating thing it i feel like a pokemon trainer for the first time really that's amazing i gotta check it out it's it's extremely goofy and i'm not going to do that when i bring this game on the train but when i'm at home (laughs) and and adventure time is on in the background like it is it's the way to do it please do that on the train but like have to also put your cat backwards before you do it (laughs) yeah yeah i i am like literally the the backwards hat away from like being way too into it yeah I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I will definitely pick it up eventually. I, I was already sold, but I feel like you solidified some things I was more on the fence about. Um, yeah. I was also so, on the fence, you know, buying it. Yeah. Um, but at every turn, the game is proving me wrong about my more negative assumptions. Right. Um, which is rad. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Do you nickname your Pokemon? I don't. I'm not, I'm not a nickname person. I'm sorry. I am. So, I'm so a nickname person. That's like why I buy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, That's um, kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, and maybe we can get more into that talking about ultra sun. Ultra sun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, the one thing that prevents me from recommending this game to you specifically is like what you're looking for in a Pokemon game. I'm not sure if it's all here and I'm not yeah. sure if you would enjoy the same shifts that the that the game has made that i am enjoying currently i definitely would have a lot of fun with it i'm just sort of like we've talked a lot about this series i mean it's obviously near and dear to both our hearts and i think we're both happy to see that it's still like very relevant and and still changing Mm -hmm. um because there was a time where it was kind of stagnating uh before x and y it was sort of like okay like how many times are we going to do this like now i have a candle instead of a lizard like how, uh-huh. how many times can right. we do this <laughs> what other context would i say that um <laughs> but yeah i i think you're right and i think we could find out what i'm looking for specifically when i talk about ultra songs <laughs> honestly i think it it has what are you laughing about <laughs> i'm just thinking about other contexts in which you could say i now have a candle <laughs> instead of a lizard <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> what what are you? Th- what are some other contexts? The only thing I swear this is like the only thing that popped into my head was a. I don't know why I can perfectly visualize a shop in which you go in and you hand in a lizard and they hand you a candle. <laughs> you go cool. Now I have a candle instead of a lizard. This is like a Nausicaa Valley of the Wind <laughs> desert apocalypse where the currency are like dried lizards from whatever bombs fell and you hand them in for whatever little light remains like good evening moth father i have found three dried lizards please provide a lantern (laughs) son you fly too close to the sun these days someone has to great now i have a candle instead of a lizard (laughs) what is this i love it this is my favorite lore we've created Because this is connected to nothing. Like usually, no. it's like we bounce off a game and give weird stuff to somebody. This is this is like another realm. This is a new genre. Yeah. Wow, we really fell off the bandwagon here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's uh, okay. I was just gonna ask if you wanted to hear what my party was currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very interested. I am. So I am two gyms in. My party currently is Evie Pikachu. Because I immediately was like, well, I bought why not have it both? Yeah. 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 And what's great. So uh, whatever your starter Pokemon is, either Pikachu or Eevee, uh, depending on which one you buy, just like sits on your head or your shoulder always. Um, But you can take another Pokemon and and let them follow you around outside Mm. of the ball. And they all have different like 
walking animations and different personality types. That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets like really, so I have Pikachu right now and Pikachu is really great because Pikachu will like run in front of you as you're running around and stuff and like go like poke around and like talk to people, um, which is really very cool. Um, I also got an Onyx, which is gigantic. (laughs) It's huge. It takes up the whole screen, uh, which is like when you see it in the overworld, it's like, oh, you see all the Zubats flying around a cave, but then an Onyx, which is like the whole screen. uh, And then you go and you capture it and when you let it outside of the ball you ride it and it's like going through cerulean city just riding this giant rock snake was like the funniest shit that Um, might be what seals the deal for me getting this sooner than later because i love like they had that mechanic i think and actually in um soul silver and heart gold the fourth gen remake of silver and gold um you could have anyone follow you and they were like you know sprites they were they were not quite as like yeah uh, lived in as like a life-size onyx but they are it was actual still, size now yeah it was still so cool to see that and like i think about that too with um in pokemon x and y and ultra sun you have that which i'll get more into you had that mechanic where you can like pet and feed your pokemon mm-hmm. um and like they all have in it like there's like hundreds of them now and they all have yeah. animations it's incredible you can do that um, with uh with eevee or pikachu in this game which that's is that's awesome um, oh, yeah. So, oh, so anyway, have, so yeah, Eevee yeah, Pikachu. Who else? Eevee Pikachu, uh, Pidgeotto, because I have to get a Pidgeot. Classic. Yeah. Uh, I do have an Arcanine, uh, and yes. I won't, I won't, I guess, spoil how I made that happen. Uh, and then War Turtle and Ivysaur. I had a Charmeleon, That's, but I traded him out for Arcanine. Very classic team. I love it. Yeah. I am probably I like going that. to, once I get to Lavender Town, get a Haunter, because Haunter's my favorite mm, Pokemon. Um, yeah, Haunter's great. And I don't know what else. I, I, I could see Pikachu switching out at some point, but um, yeah, we'll see. Do you have any people that are always in your team no matter what? Uh, yeah, usually Arcanine and Pidgeot. Yeah. Mine is somehow Slowpoke. I always get a Slowpoke. Oh eventually. my God. There's a moment in this game where uh, there's, a, there's a woman in Pewter City who wants to go visit the museum but can't because her Slowpoke won't move. And she's like she's like hey can you just watch my slowpoke for me while i go check out this museum and and if you say yes it does this great cutscene where it just like the camera pans down and you're kind of like bending over the slowpoke just watching it and then the slowpoke like dialogue text box just comes up and it's just dots the whole time and it just goes and that's the whole cutscene. and it was like the funniest shit uh, I love that. I think my favorite Pokemon archetype is like the kind of vacant but powerful ones. Like yeah. Slowpoke. Psyduck. Psyduck. Uh, who's the one that just has like dots for eyes? Whooper. <laughs> <laughs> Quagsire. I'm right. I had a Quagsire yeah. named like Sir G- Gawain or something. <laughs> like, I gave like a very regal name. Uh, oh, you'll love, love in this game. You can change the Pokemon name whenever you want now. It's just an option. Oh, really? Yeah, that's great. Because usually it's an old man who's like, "I'm the name. I'm the name guy." Yeah. What name do you want? Uh, yeah. I'm the highwayman. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. Let's take a break. Yeah. Let's take. Oh, let's works. do that. I remember I used to a bad habit of mine. I used to always go sure, uh, <laughs> like just in response, and like it's just the putting a pin in the balloon of someone else's idea. Like, oh, sure. Um, and like some people are like you ruined the the word sure for me like, yeah. i can't say sure anymore without thinking of your like coy grin yeah you asshole you ruined yeah for me last week or two I weeks did. ago oh. <laughs> i have to say Weird. it four times every time now yeah yeah i'm sorry i ruined yeah for you i'm ruining the most simple like one word phrases um but that's what i'm here for. i can't wait until i can no longer say uh <laughs> <laughs> Steven Hilger, yeah, I can't say vowels anymore. <laughs> Ruin vowels for me. <laughs> um, God, talk about American Horror Story: a world without vowels or <laughs> a world without consonants. <laughs> Actually, a world without consonants is very ghost-like. It's just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> We are back, and we're talking about Pokemon Ultra Sun, Ultra a game that Sun. Steven is playing. <laughs> I love this name so much. I don't know why. It's, it's so good. And the cover is great. This is actually the first time I've talked about a game with you, and I'm holding the game. I'm holding the... Whoa. Uh, oh, this is interesting. 
So on the back of Ultra Sun, it says "Let's Go" in big font, and then it has like a cardboard cutout of Evie. That foreshadowing. Wow, it was there all along. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, I'm playing Ultra Sun. Uh, I haven't played this generation before, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really loving it. So, uh, I will say too off the bat that I am doing a Nuzlocke run of it. Yeah, uh, my first go. I was debating whether or not I wanted to, but I just thought it'd be fun. And my rule is. Just the normal rules, which if you're not familiar, it's you can only catch the first Pokemon you encounter in an area. Mm-hmm. So that that is distinguished. It's a little bit trickier in this one because the routes are more extended. So like there aren't as many like map cuts as there are like in X and Y. Yeah. Um, but it's whenever there's a transition. So whenever like the you know, you get a new header of like you're in a new place, that's your one chance, basically. Yeah. So the first time I tried, it was a little tricky because uh I only had to and then i got to the third area but that pokemon i was trying to catch killed my bug and then i only had my starter and the first opponent you fight in that area is like i have the water type against your fire type i'm like well, i lost that's it <laughs> so thankfully that was really near the beginning so i restarted but i'm far enough now i just beat the first island basically i'm far enough now that if i were to lose again i would just revert to a normal playthrough like i wouldn't mm-hmm. want to delete all that because i've grown fond of everyone yeah and i also like uh, when you you know when when a pokemon faints you can't use them anymore that's the other rule yeah um, they say you have to release them i just keep them in a box labeled heroes and i just know who has <laughs> fallen so and now also if i lose and i revert to a normal play i still have them so mm. i don't see a problem with that personally yeah. um so i'll talk i'll talk about my team a bit more because i just opened my 3ds excited but i will uh, refrain from now talk about the game a bit um and it's really interesting alongside alongside uh let's go pikachu and eevee because this game feels really fresh like i yeah. you know i i kind of went in assuming it would be like a slightly tweaked version of x and y like in a different setting basically yeah i'm really impressed with because x and y as we've said has kind of felt like the re- the first really big step forward for the series in a right. long time you know i like white and black but like it, you know, at that point, it really was falling into tradition a little too hard. Doubly so when you make a sequel and it's the same game, you know, White and Black 2. Uh, so X and Y was a really well-needed change-up. And I'm really impressed with Sun and Moon going even further than X and Y did. So uh, for context, the setting this time, uh, X and Y was set in, like, a, a, like France, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, this time you're in a very, like, clear parallel of Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and there are four islands that you travel around. Um, and the setting is beautiful. This is probably my favorite setting in a Pokemon game. It I is really charming. Love, yeah, like the the colors and the like just the landscape and um the animations are beautiful. Uh it, it still suffers from the 3DS not being like the best resolution. Um right. and like whenever there are more than two po- I'm not a frame rate judger i i hardly bring it up but i have to mention that like in this game whenever there's more than two pokemon on the screen it becomes like a powerpoint presentation it just like yeah it dips but it's not enough to really affect anything it's just sort of noticeable because otherwise it's just a beautiful game are you playing on the new 3ds or the classic 3ds i have the 3ds xl i got it in like 2011 no i'm sorry uh 2013 is it the new one one, though or is it oh it's the old one yeah, I think that also might have something to do with it because on the new 3DS, the processor is a little bit faster, so you don't yeah, have those that might be frame rate well. issues. I have an ancient 3DS, um, but uh, see, the setting is wonderful, and uh, I'm really into some of the new Pokemon designs because this time they've not only added new ones, but they've kind of redesigned some old ones, and they're like, right. "Oh, like this is how Rattata looks on uh, Aloha." Is that the region? Uh, the Alola uh, region, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Rattata this time is bipedal and has a little mustache. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't believe this is, it's perfect. And he's dark type so also. Oh, is he? I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they, they, have, so, they have type differences also in the Alola region, which is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then, you know, in terms of battling, it's, it's traditional stuff. But the big change up gameplay wise and structure wise this time is uh there aren't really traditional gyms there are like totem challenges yeah where you'll go into like the first one i did I, i've only done one island so far but the first challenge is you go into this cave and you have to defeat three pokemon and then you have to fight a totem pokemon which is like a big version of a pokemon with like a, a aura around it and it yeah. can summon 
like lesser forms of itself so mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's simple addition but it goes a long way it feels like you know you we've gotten so used to the gym format yeah this is like a really cool it felt more like a like a rpg battle you know where like yeah totally like what what enemy do i focus on it was a really nice that's addition. a great point yeah um so i was really into that other than the added, which I, I love, they're a little goofy, but I'm into it, obviously, are the Z powers. Yeah. Um, so the big thing they added in X and Y, which I think some people were mixed about, but, you know, I, I thought it was fine, were the uh, mega evolutions. Yeah. This time it's the Z power. So basically what that means is you find <laughs> a very uh, cleverly named metal. I think it's like normal linium or something. <laughs> it's like whatever the Pokemon type is. So I have yeah. normal and fighting. And if you have a Pokemon hold that, once per battle they can like do a like limit break version of like whatever their normal move is so like yeah tackle becomes like this cinematic thing where they're like charging it at me and like it does a bunch of damage so i haven't really used them too much and actually i was impressed i i beat the challenge and they're like wow you did that even without using your z power i'm like yeah yeah i'm pretty good at this so mm-hmm. you know um <laughs> but yes yeah, so i think it, it definitely feels like the Z powers might be hit or miss for some people. I could see some people being like, this is too much. I remember specifically not using them, really. Yeah, I haven't really either, just because I feel like it's like... I could see using them against some of the totem bosses that have like more health than a normal Pokemon would. Yeah. But in a normal battle, it just sort of feels like... It's like a PG version of a fatality, basically, where it's like, how do I want to <laughs> like really show off that I'm going to beat this Weedle? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and, and just the, the presentation of the game, too. Like, I remember being blown away in X and Y that I could finally move diagonally. I know mm. that like, sounds pathetic, but I'm like, wow, I can move in any direction. Yeah. Uh, and this game, the camera is that where it just feels very open. You know, it feels like you have all the tradition. They still use the, like, sound when you bump into stuff from, like, right. red and blue. <laughs> I love that. But everything else feels like you're running around. And, and the music this time is good, but it's very hit or miss. Like, there's some mm. songs that I love. Like, I love the beginning song when you're like waking up in your house it reminded me a lot of the soundtrack in chrono cross which was also very like kind of island music inspired yeah i'm, I'm not sure that's a specific label but you know it's it's very like uh appropriate for the region it's in mm-hmm. um and i love that but then it like shuffles right back to like clown parade music when you level up i'm like oh this oh, is yeah. awful you know it goes from like cool like singing and guitar that it's like you know like uh, trombones and stuff which like i'm not super into but it's a classic song i get it um so yeah i i guess you know bouncing off of let's go pikachu and let's go eevee and and thinking about how i feel like ultra sun ultra moon is also like a pretty prominent step forward even after x and y i guess i am wondering what the future is still because i think that like well i would love to see more um experimentation uh, with everything, I also don't know if the direction is to add more and more stuff that's over the top. Like, I don't know if I would want the direction to be like more Z moves or more like I agree, you know, like spectacle. I do kind of respect that the game following Sun and Moon was Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, where it kind of is like a refined back to basics. And yeah. it's like, what do what do people love about this game? What can we kind of highlight? Yeah. Um. So I do hope that. I, I at this point I trust the direction the series is going in, and I think that it would be cool to like, you know, if they have a console game that maybe reels it in a bit, and then their handheld ones could like kind of you know experiment more. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what that formula would be, but something that we mention a lot on this show is just this idea that basically the Switch version of every major Nintendo franchise that has dropped has been like some kind of like major reinvention or kind of the best version of a thing, right? So Mario Kart 8, uh, Breath of the Wild, um, Mario Odyssey in some respects. And I'm wondering if Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee is kind of secretly that for Pokemon or if whatever they're going to release in 2019 is that. Um, Because I don't know where they could take Pokemon that would like feel like a like a radical new thing unless they finally do the like completely open world thing that everybody's been asking for forever you know which i don't even think like everybody says that they want that but i don't think anyone has a very clear idea of what that looks like or what that is (laughs) um but luckily there's an entire company of people whose job it is to figure that out right Uh, so i i'd be interested to see what that is going to be because for some reason after playing let's go eevee i feel like that might be asking too much. Like, I feel like that kind of like completely um, Breath of the Wild-esque version 
of Pokemon is something that maybe isn't on the horizon anymore. I do feel like Sun and Moon feels like probably the farthest they could push like the traditional RPG Pokemon. Like I yeah. think that like this is probably the most complex battles can get. Um, mm-hmm. it, it feels like you're playing like more of an RPG than like a Pokemon game. If yeah, that makes sense. Which I really love. Right. Um, but I think uh, another mechanic that I that I um, haven't mentioned yet is the refresh system, and this will lead to a bigger point. But in uh, Sun and Moon, kind of like Pokemon and me and X and Y, uh, you can like pet and feed your Pokemon berries and stuff. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting about this is like after the battle, you can choose to like check in with them, and some of them are like all dusty or wet after yep. the battle and you can like blow dry them or like <laughs> i always in my head think like no one's gonna hurt you not <laughs> while i'm around it's like you know like, like yeah patting them making them and it makes i mean in a nuzlocke run i am way more emotionally invested in these in these guys because i've like fed them berries and you know cleaned them after battle yeah of course um, and it's optional it's just there if you do that you get some like passive bonuses like if they if they are to get knocked out, they might hang on to one HP or you know whatever, and it's, yeah, it's immersive. And I think um, I mentioned that feature because I love it, but two because I think that if you are to do kind of a more open world system based Pokemon game, I think the way to do it is less like we have six hundred Pokemon and like more battle centric and more like maybe you have like three, but you really take care of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was never a big fan of the Monster Rancher series, but I did kind of like how in those games you had like one monster that you raised for a long period of time that you invested in as like a coach and as a friend. And like that might be the way to do like a a more blown up console version is like maybe you have fewer, but you get to like spend more time with them and there's more customization and maybe it's less about battling because that's the irony of this whole franchise is um, I don't have any articles to back this up really, but I remember reading that the creator initially wanted this game to just be about collecting them. Um, Interesting. Uh, that's why the phrase is collect them all. He wanted the game to be uh, you exploring and and finding all these creatures and, and collecting them. Yeah. And there was kind of like, well, you know, that's a cool idea, but there's not really much of a game there. Why don't we, you know, that, that formula is easy to kind of throw like an RPG into. So they kind of added the battle mechanic as an afterthought mm. to the collection and exploration. Um, since then the battling I feel like has become the focus and that's why I think in red and blue the battle system is so all over the place like psychic type just dominates everything right, like yeah. there's no balance at all um, bugs are just pathetic and now since then like every type has like good Pokemon to use I mean yeah. you know, in, in the game like you don't really have to be you know that that into it to know like what a good team is as long as you have all the types covered you should be fine right but yeah, I think that to me, I think like if you wanted to do a more open world game, it would be kind of like I would love Pokemon to get immersive in that sense. Like maybe move away from the battling and focus more on like the Stardew Valley maintenance and like yeah. relationship building with them. And I think people would be into that. I would love that. And it sounds like Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu really shines in that regard. Like you yeah. may not remember tense battles, but you might remember like remember when I was just walking around town with Onyx or remember when I. Yeah, you know, I feel like I got to actually know my team. They weren't just numbers in a fixed position. They were actually creatures that I felt like I was connecting with. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I, I we haven't even talked about this, but um, that Detective Pikachu movie that's <laughs> happening—that's a whole um, other podcast. Yeah, we, we could. Talk, I feel like you and I could spend a whole episode talking about that trailer if we wanted to. Sure. But the thing that I find most interesting about that trailer, um, and what I'm hoping is going to happen, is it feels for the first time like okay here's something set in the Pokemon universe that has nothing to do with battling or collecting or anything. And it just kind of shows that that world is kind of ripe for storytelling outside of those classic things that we associate with Pokemon. Um, and I would love to see the games kind of go in that direction. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I think it was, was it X and Y or diamond and Pearl that after you finished the game, there was a, there was a kind of like detective sleuthing side quest that happened like post game. Oh, yeah, that was an X and Y, I think. That was my yeah. favorite part of that whole game. Uh, yeah. Was that like maybe hour, hour and a half storyline, uh, which then turned into, I guess, the Detective Pikachu game, which I ended up not playing. Um, but that kind of stuff, I think, 
belongs in Pokemon and should be explored more. And I would love to see this 2019 Pokemon game kind of go in that direction. Like, let's yeah. let's talk a little bit more about the universe and like what it means that these Pokemon exist. Yeah, and I mean, too, it's like there are a lot of moments in the games where like you might ride like a Tauros to get around, or you right. might like surf on a Manta Ray. Like, those are really fun kind of mini games, but like. If you were to implement that in a Breath of the Wild type scenario where like, who do I want to catch? Well, I know like Pikachu will be like a good friend and probably pretty good in combat, but like if I want to climb these mountains, I gotta catch like I yeah. don't know, like someone else who's equipped for that. Right. Um and maybe it's not, you know, like it that's that's a very big departure. So I'm not like suggesting that that's what they do, but I think like you said, there's a lot to do with them with this world that is outside of the traditional game. Yeah, um, I do really like Ultra Sun, uh, and I guess, I mean, I felt this way about X and Y, which is why I said that I I thought that it felt like a nice swan song. That I'm like, I don't know how much more you could push this. Right. Uh, Sun and Moon has proved me wrong in that regard, where they have pushed it even even further away from the origin of the series, and I think it has paid off wonderfully because I'm really enjoying this game. Yeah. Even though I'm playing it oddly with a Nuzlocke run, I'm still enjoying the yeah. traditional game. And if anything, I'm more immersed in it because. As you, you told me, you're like, the first few hours are pretty easy, so maybe try Nuzlocke Run. Yeah. But gotta spice it up a bit. Um, and other than my devastating immediate loss the first time, it's been, <laughs> it hasn't been too bad since. Yeah. Um, and boy, am I on the edge of my seat every battle. Cause like, yeah. I don't know if, if Ultra, Sun, and Moon are the same way. I, don't, I still, to this day, don't know the differences between regular Sun and Moon <laughs> or Ultra, Sun, and Moon. But yeah. my one complaint with that game, like literally the only thing I didn't really like about it, was that that first island was basically a glorified like three hour tutorial like it was like okay we're gonna take you through step by step how to play the pokemon game and then by the time you hit the second island it's like okay training wheels are off you're just playing pokemon now and from that point on that game is spectacular i think it speaks to the the success of the aesthetics of that game that that first island even though it is a tutorial is still like enchanting and fun to experience yeah Um, and i wonder if that game as a whole succeeds because of that uh aesthetic i feel like as much as i love the kanto region i don't remember and, and maybe it's because i know the first four games are based off different regions of japan um if, if memory serves yes i just don't remember them being as strikingly different i feel like silver and gold had a very different aesthetic than red and blue mm-hmm. that game always felt more like autumnal to me in a weird way yeah it also had like the the like like pseudo future vibe, whereas red and blue just kind of felt like rooted in kind of a different time and space. Like yeah, gold and silver was like this is the future and or the present. You know, um, the first time the setting really like I mean in black and white it was clearly New York City because you caught like garbage Pokemon and stuff, <laughs> which, is a, which is a very clever kind of jab at New York. I love New York, yeah. but you know it's a lot of garbage. Um, and then X and Y was like, oh my god, I'm in France. Like it just like, yeah. it, it, and maybe it is solely based on my familiarity with the regions, but I just feel like they had more fun with the settings later on. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's even they probably have done that the most so far in Sun and Moon. Like, yeah, the setting bleeds into the designs of the Pokemon and like the way the characters speak to each other. You really feel like you're in a new place. Yeah, um, totally. Which I really like. And and I so, think introducing the idea of Alolan versions of classic Pokemon really add to that. It's like, okay, so an executor in the Alola region is in an, like a whole ass palm tree. And yeah. that's like hilarious, but also weirdly just adds to the overall immersion in that place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, story, similar beats. I, I am, I am feel like I, I'm a little bit more along for the ride in this one. It's It's very like simple stuff, but... I do like how, you know, you have to fight the kahuna at the end of the first island. And mm-hmm. like, I like the, I like the world enough that I enjoy the story for simply learning more about the world. Yeah. The bad guys are a whole new brand this time around. I don't even remember. Who, who are they? There are two one? of them. There's Team Skull, which are like, they remind me a lot of like entry level bad guys from Jet Set Radio. They're like, yeah. um, the, the game recognizes that they're kind of like trying too hard to be, to be like threatening but they're like yes. really not at all yeah um, okay which is kind of funny and i like that there are two named i think grunt a and grunt b and they refer to themselves as a and b i believe so they're kind of like the rosencrantz and guildenstern of pokemon in a way yep yeah they have um yeah that that storyline comes to a head in a really spectacular way i think you're gonna oh does it love but then there are other bad guys that are like 
it looks like two people that tried cosplaying as everything at once. They're just <laughs> like, they're like they serve the blinding one. I, their name's like it's the most like I am Neon Genesis Retcon Squad or something. Like, yeah, yeah, they're basically Kingdom Hearts game titles. Yeah, <laughs> I am Dream Drop Distance. Uh, I am Birth by Sleep. I am three hundred fifty-two over two days. I was kind of pissed because, like, I finally fought one of them, and he. There was so much buildup with, like, who are these two? Mm-hmm. There's. I can't get enough of them. They're so funny to me. Uh, they're like, well, the blinding one will not be pleased by this display of power. Perhaps the crystals might help. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, just tell me your evil plan already. Yeah, I fought one of them, and they had a, a furfrow. I believe it's called the poodle. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the poodle is like one of my rock star teammates. I'm like, how dare you also have a poodle? Yeah. Like, I can't believe you didn't even have a different haircut. What are you trying to do? Yeah. But yeah, I'm loving it. I uh, I would recommend it to anyone who, because I, I feel like I know a lot of people who still actively play games that may have fallen off the Pokemon bandwagon a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ultra Sun might be like too much new stuff for someone who's been away from the series for a while. So maybe... Let's go Pikachu or Eevee might be a better like re-entry point. But if you do want something that feels really fresh, I, I can't think of a better one than Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you have really a three if you don't have a Switch yet and you're looking to like get in on the Pokemon hype that is happening right now, I can't recommend that game enough. Can I tell you my team? Yes, please. So this is obviously with Nuzlocke rules, so I'm limited to who I can catch, but I think I have a pre- I think I have all bases covered. So I have Oliver who I was lit in. He's now the second uh, Torah cat. Oh, yeah. Um, Wait, can we talk about the fact that you picked Litten because of the, the whole Incineroar <laughs> situation? From Dude, I kind of got ago? this game because of Incineroar. I'm like, I need to, like, I, I have such an emotional investment in Incineroar now. Yeah. It's so funny to me, too, because, like, Litten and even Toro cat are, like, cats. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, like, just they're straight cool up cats. cats. Yeah. Incineroar, like, I've never seen a, a third evolution take such a leap towards the sun and, like, pay <laughs> off. <laughs> he becomes Macho Man Randy Savage real quick. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but the Oliver is my starter. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, I have the bug that looks like a plug uh, named her Selfie. Um, yeah. This one, uh, it Grubbage. starts as Charger Bug, right? Yeah, exactly. The cell yeah. phone Charger Bug. Uh, I have uh, Zor- Zoria, the werewolf one. This one I'm showing you now. I know it's great for the listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I named him T. Jacob after Team Jacob because he's a werewolf. You know, Good. I'm, I'm the worst kind of person. This is a bit of a strange. This this is either the joke that will make our podcast like become something bigger or just end it immediately. <laughs> but my fur frau is a poodle, and I named them Jens Kruger um, <laughs> because it, this is just for me. This is a joke solely for me. I took German uh-huh. in college, and like you know how in yeah. any kind of learning foreign language textbook they have like fake names for the word problems and stuff. Right. Yeah. Of course. So all the names are like Hans, Nora, and all that, and then. For some reason, they gave one person a full name, and it was Jens Kruger. So, like, whenever I did the problem, I imagine everyone's like, "Woohoo, Jens Kruger!" So, Jens Kruger is my—I know mm-hmm. that's like—that is just for me. So, I'm so sorry if you're like, "What the fuck is this?" So, that's my poodle, Denise, my slowpoke, oh, star of the good. team. I, honestly, I really needed a water type because I would have team wiped without her. Yeah. And Ambrosia, my my cottony, my floating fairy grass yeah uh in the pc you ask i've got rat baby my (laughs) uh my weird weasel and a spiro named eerie i believe oh good Uh, i think that's it have you seen all of the alolan versions of things yet uh not all of them oh i also have a a dog named i keep getting a bunch of dogs of lila my lilla pup oh i love named after named after my beagle growing up so i hope you liked my names because i I'm now embarrassed saying all of them, but I no, hope you no, they're them. they're wonderful. All right, good. Even Jens Kruger, <laughs> especially Jens Kruger. Jens Kruger, woohoo! I really hope he's not the name of someone like awful. I'm really scared. I'm gonna like Google Jens Kruger, and he's like, this guy stomped on every anthill he saw. Um, <laughs> have you seen Alolan Meowth yet? I have. Uh, have you I'm seen not- Alolan Persian yet? No. Oh my god, I'm so I'm on the edge of my seat. I just googled it, AOL it is, by accident. It is purple Garfield. How do you spell? Oh, it's Aloha. There we go. I googled AOL and they're like, me? Really? Holy shit. Purple Garfield. What is hap- I love this. Yeah. Oh my god. This is incredible. 
<laughs> of course, like the first Google result is like Garfield in like the sun and moon background. <laughs> Incredible. Good. I need I need a Persian on my team. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Persian. Whenever classic thing, everybody's always talking about it. Everybody always wants to know if you could have a Pokemon, what would it be? My answer mm. is usually Persian, and I know that might be kind of lame, but the idea of just like a big fucking mountain lion that like actually wants to hang out with me is like the coolest thing of all time. Oh, that's a great question. I had to have one uh, if it was if Pokemon were real, just one. Yeah, <sighs> I would probably do Cubone. I think I really like Cubone. Yeah. Cubone or Ivysaur. Would you let it evolve? Uh, yeah, you gotta move on with life, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Um, or Sword, but I feel like I'm now imagining a scenario where Ivysaur, like, constantly gives me allergies and, like, just dry leaves <laughs> on the floor everywhere. <laughs> but boy, is he friendly. Yeah. Um, so. Cool. Well, that's, yeah, that's all I got on Sun and Moon. Do you have any questions for me about it? Or, uh... Any hot takes? Well, one of the things that I find interesting about Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee and what I was kind of alluding to before about not knowing if I could fully recommend it to you is this game. So first of all, you would not really be able to do a Nuzlocke of this game. Yeah, I, I would. This seems against the spirit of that game. It know? is. Yeah, but it is both like actually, I think like just on its surface, it's just too easy. Like you, you will not have a moment where you're going to lose a Pokemon that is just not going to happen. Right. Um, I have been over leveled for basically everything that I've been doing. Like I said, when you can't even go into a gym without, you know, the type advantage, like they don't let you into the gym. <laughs> so yeah, it's just not going to happen in that way. And I wonder like, is that a deal breaker for you? Cause I know you like the challenge aspect of I, it's interesting. Cause I feel like most games we talk about, it's like, I'm the one who's like, no, I need to like get better at this and I need to improve. I feel like you have that for Pokemon in a way that I don't. Well, I think the reason I like the Nuzlocks is it does make you feel like you have to make your situation work. Um, mm-hmm. I like I like the surprise of who I'm going to get and who I'm like kind of forced to use. Yeah, because like I probably wouldn't have used this per- this poodle and like he's the star of my team. Right. Um, and uh, I also like how in- kind of like Fire Emblem, I like how invested it makes you in your team because like. You know, you could lose them with with one you know mistake. The right. game is also easy enough that like it's not brutally difficult. You know, I think if you're gonna do a Nuzlocke, probably do it for X and Y or Sun and Moon because I've heard that the totem battles get harder later, so that might be where a Nuzlocke is like very difficult. Yeah, but like I've tried to do Nuzlocks in the early generations, and it is just so challenging. Like black and white, don't don't bother. I had to mm. restart like. It was during Christmas break. I was home and I was like, I can't believe I just lost everyone. Like, for the fourth <laughs> time. Because <laughs> that game doesn't give you a break. And this one, like, anytime there's a surprise battle, they heal you after. I was like, a, you know, they're like, good battle. Like, let me heal your guys. Yeah. Black and white? Nah. Nah, dude. One one step in the wrong direction. It's New and, York And you're City. fighting a rival. And yeah. You're fighting a <laughs> bunch of trash. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So... But yeah, I think that's... It is interesting because I think you are... Yeah, you definitely, like, gravitate more towards roguelikes which i guess you could kind of consider and i was like run a version of yeah yeah I, I just like i like how immersed it makes me i like how invested i get in my team and you know because like if i play it normally i mean i don't really use the legendaries but i think you get to a point where like no one can even touch your team right like you know and i i just like the idea of like making it work and always kind of being on the edge of my seat mm-hmm. um but yeah once if i lose i'm just going to revert to a normal one because i do want to experience this whole game like as it is you know yeah definitely um, yeah yeah um cool so let's uh i guess let's wrap up for this week i i have been playing a bunch of other things i've been playing undertale as i've been um telling steven about as i get to every single new thing um (laughs) i'm now further than i've ever gotten in that game and i'm kind of angling to see all of the endings uh based on all of our discussions about it i really want to see all of them i would love to talk about delta rune once you do it yeah it's there Um, for you um always yeah so I'm, I'm excited about that uh i'm also playing a little bit of diablo 3 which i would like to talk about um at a time when i'm done playing i think pikachu and eevee because uh, diablo has become exactly what i was hoping for which is just like watching tv and i am playing diablo simultaneously which is great <laughs> but that stuff i'll talk about a little bit later uh we're, we're getting towards the end of the year so like it's kind of you know what i have now or the games that i'm playing at the moment or like the games i'm gonna have until the end of the year yeah. until smash comes out at least yeah that i was about to say one. smash comes out in a couple weeks and that's gonna it's gonna be a big event yeah uh until then i i picked up uh moonlighter so i know we've been kind of 
potentially going to talk about that eventually. Yeah, I feel like I, I gaslighted you into picking that game up, and then I didn't buy it myself. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I've been enjoying it. It's it's fun. I definitely want to play more of it before I you know devote a segment to it. But uh, yeah. it's definitely it's a great game to play on a commute or like you know like. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the games that I think works best handheld as well, much like uh, oh, the Breach or yeah. Octopath Traveler. And uh, Civilization Six just came out, so it's gonna be picking that up. Oh God, I forgot about that. It oh, uses no. Let's Go EV features with Abraham Lincoln and uh, <laughs> and uh, Bismarck. You can, uh-huh. you, you, yeah, can... You, you can transfer characters from Wikipedia.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's no one wanted that. <laughs> Dude, I just fed Alexander the Great berries, and he's like, <laughs> he learned Thundershock. I don't know yeah. how that happened. I just transferred Henry Ford over. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to play that because I haven't played Civilization in a long time. That's a series that I've always, uh, I was really into the third one back in the day, and I haven't really played them since, so I'm excited yeah. to. That's a series that I haven't, that I feel like that will be nostalgic for me. Literally, it's about history. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited to revisit that. Yeah. That's that's my like worst fear is picking up that game. I I will do it eventually. <laughs> but that's... speaking of American Horror Story, uh... <laughs> yeah. Cool but anyway, that, that's uh that's what's going on. I think uh, for future episodes. I imagine yeah. next week I will probably talk more about Let's Go Eevee realistically because I will be yeah. further because I'm and playing that know, game I, a lot. I, I didn't might... have any time to play it until Saturday, and I am already two gyms in so yeah i might i might pick up let's go pikachu sooner than later so maybe we can both talk about it once i get it and i can yeah. kind of uh because i feel like a lot of my thoughts right now are you know having not played it which isn't really fair um yeah so i i i do think that like i probably know that i'll have a lot of fun with it but i think you're right i think it's not i think i want to get through ultra sun first um, yeah so yeah and we didn't talk a lot about it, the the online conversation uh it's not so I think we try and steer away from as much as possible on this podcast. But like a lot of the um, the detractors from this game, I think, would have their opinions changed if they actually played it. Yeah, for sure. Which is what happened to me. Yeah, exactly. It, <laughs> it is strange to have a very strong opinion on something that you haven't experienced. It's easy to do, yep. but it's a poison you should avoid. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's probably a good, a good note to end this episode on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, you want to you wanna do your thing? Yeah, sure. Uh, as always, thank you so much to everyone who's listening, uh, everyone who's tweeting at us. Uh, we are at Into the Cast on Twitter. Thanks to everyone who's left a review. If you have not done that, uh, it would be super helpful, and we'd be super grateful if, if that could happen. That'd be awesome. And uh, beyond all that, is there anything else you want to No, say? I guess I, I will address that we were off last week. Um, so expect us to be weekly for mo- for the most part. There might be like the odd week where we have to take a break, but overall yeah life gets in the way i went to disney world hell yeah which we Uh, should talk about one other yeah i actually there is some disney world stuff that i want to talk about um because interestingly enough from like a video games perspective there's there's some cool stuff happening at disney world yeah Um, for sure but anyway uh beyond all of that uh my name is brendan bigley you can find me on the internet at brendan bigley i'm stephen hilger you can find me at stephen hilger have a wonderful uh winter slash fall slash uh holiday season yes uh, oh, discover. does this episode come out on Thanksgiving? Oh my god, it might. Well, my, it's going to come out Wednesday, right? So it's the day before the Thanksgiving. The day before Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving Have if a you feast. are a person who celebrates Thanksgiving. Happy feasting. Ha- happy feast. Have a good one. Goodbye. Goodbye.